Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church here in Houston, Texas. I am the senior pastor here, Dr. D.Z. Cofield, and I want you to know, man, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So many times we narrowly define the house of the Lord as the sanctuary, but here's what has happened. Even though the devil meant it for evil, God turned it around for his good. The devil said, I'm going to shut down churches and keep you from gathering as church communities within the four walls. And God said, I'm going to open up a church in every home, in every village, in every hamlet. So I want to thank you today, wherever you are and however you are worshiping, thank you for the privilege of your time. In these trying times that we are in, man, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. In the midst of terroristic threats and, and destructive behavior and, and, and rioters that are trying to, I mean, insurrectionists who have tried to come in and take over our government in the midst of lies being told and, and delusional thoughts, all that's going on. I, I don't know about you. And then on top of that, man, what's going on with COVID-19? I, I, I've got to tell you, man, I have heard so many stories of so many people who are passing away from COVID and from other natural causes that this has just been a really, really tough time. And here's what I was reminded of. All of my help and all of my hope is in the Lord. It's in the Lord. It's in the Lord. I've got to turn my face to the Lord. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Man, let's turn our face together to the Lord. All right? Now listen, our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 31. Psalm 31, beginning at verse 1. The New King James translation reads, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my rock of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated those who regard useless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy. For you have considered my trouble. You have known my soul in adversities and have not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a wide place. I've read for you Psalm 31 verses 1 through 8 from the New King James translation of the Holy Scriptures. This is the word of the Lord. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we thank you and we bless you for this day. In the midst of all that is going on, in the midst of the social unrest, in the midst of COVID-19 and the thousands that are dying every day, in the midst of economic crisis, uh, transition in our government, in the midst of all that is going on, God, we look to you. For you are God the source of our strength. You are the strength of our life. God, we pray now that you would give us your strength, give us your peace. It's in our weakness that your strength shows up in perfection. And so grant us your strength and grant us your peace. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now listen, as the praise team gets ready to come and lead us into worship, please like us, share us with a family member or friend. Let them know there's never been a better time for hope. Come on, let's worship the Lord together with the Good Hope praise team. 
Amen. Did you come to give God some praise? Did you come to give him some glory? We're going to magnify the Lord because we came to give God some glory today. Hey! Yeah! Yeah! Glory to God. Come on, everybody clap your hands. And I don't mind letting my light shine. I'll tell the world he's been good to me. If you don't know, oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Oh, good, good to me.
asking questions like I've never asked before expecting answers that will unlock every door to a new and living way serve you better in the future that's the reason I'm here today mm-hmm. seeking God in a very solemn way taking heed to the things I do and say Offering myself to him I'm coming as a brother I'm coming as a friend Oh, now I see that it's you I need And with your help, I'll deny myself and put my hand in yours. Oh, now I see that it's you I need. And with your help, deny myself, put my hand in yours. Asking questions Like I've never asked before I'll be expecting answers That will unlock every door Yeah, yeah To a new A new and living way Yeah, yeah serve you better in the future that's the reason I'm here today yeah 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 seeking God in a very 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 solemn way and I'll be taking heed to the things I do And the things that I say, yes I'm offering Offering myself to Him I'm coming as a brother Good God, coming as a friend That is you I need And with your help Denying self Put my hand in yours Somebody lift your voice and say oh If you really need him say oh Now I see That is you I need God I need your help I'm willing to deny myself. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, oh. I can see clearly now that it's you I need. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. your hands if you really need him. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, I need you. Yeah. Yes. Sing it one more time. Say, oh. Oh. 
song of consecration. Now I see it's you I need and with your help I deny myself and put my hands <laughs> in yours. One of the things I've learned in life my brothers and sisters is that sometimes God will allow things to happen in your life just to remind you of who you are not so you can realize and remember who he is. That you can't and he can. Lord have mercy. Oh, 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 now, now I see it's you I need. And with your help, Deny myself, put my hands in yours. Thank you, praise team. Come on, let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time in his word today. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you, God, that you are available for us to come to that you are available so we can yield ourselves to you. You are available so that we can cast our cares upon you because we know you care about us. I pray now that you'll bless us as your word goes forth, that your word will find fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people so that we would be not just hearers of your word, but that we would be doers as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the things that you will see in looking at the names of people is that uh, people use names as a sense of hope, uh, a predictor of what they wanted their children to become this idea of uh, prominence and prosperity. Uh, there were many, for example, who are now in their 60s, 70s, and 80s who were named after presidents, whether they were uh, black or white. They, they carried the names of, of presidents. And, and, and likewise, there are certain names that people stayed away from. Uh, for example, if you're a historian, you, you would probably... Uh, come to realize that there aren't a whole lot of young men with the last name Arnold named Benedict, right? That, that would not be a, a good name to give a son. Um, I don't think there are many with the surname Manson who would now name their newborn son Charles, right? You, you wouldn't want to name your son Charles Manson. You, you wouldn't want to name that beautiful baby girl that God had blessed you with, Jezebel. Uh, and the reason is because there are certain things that are associated with that name, and, and you would not want that character or that behavior to be even expected from your child or associated with your child. There is another name that I have, to be honest with you, I've, I've never heard a young man named, and that's the name Job. And, and we don't name our sons Job not because of the character or behavior of the person. So it's not how they behaved, but, but we're concerned because we don't want that name to become prophetic in terms of what that 
child will go through in life. See, we know Job was an upright man, but Job went through some difficult and dark times in life. Job went through some times that, as you would hear somebody say, uh, I wouldn't wish those times on my worst enemy. Uh, the loss of his the loss of his possessions, uh, the loss of his uh, children, uh, the loss of his health and and wellness and 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 then having friends and 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 remaining family, in particular his wife, to not support him the way that he desired to be supported, and then to feel like he was all alone, like God was nowhere to be found. Job found himself in a dark place. And my brothers and sisters, I was reminded just this past week of what it feels like to knock on the door of darkness. As I started looking at COVID-19 and, and, and looked at the estimates as to how many more people are going to die of this virus, there are some who are estimating, even with the vaccine, the way it is being now distributed, uh, we can see uh, a million people having died of COVID vaccine in this country by the end of May, averaging close to 4,000 people a day dying of COVID-19. This mutilated virus now spreading quicker and vaccinations that are available are in storage and we're having a distribution problem. Uh, one doctor said we, we have to inoculate a million people a day for the next four to five months just to catch up with where we need to be to begin approaching some level of herd immunity. But instead of doing a million a day, we're only doing thousands a day. Today I want to continue a message that I started last week. I want to continue the thought how to trust God through your dark times. How to trust God through your dark times. On January the 6th, we saw insurrectionists try to take over the Capitol. It was very clear they had ill intent chanting to hang Mike Pence the current vice president looking for Speaker Pelosi, the third in line to lead our country, looking for Jim Clyburn, congressional representative from South Carolina, uh, looking to take people minimally, take them hostage, if not take them out. And my brothers and sisters, I've got to be honest with you, I, I wasn't uh, shocked, uh, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was saddened. And we're hearing reports now of, of police officers and firefighters and, and military personnel participating. An Air Force veteran lost her life, shot by Capitol Police. And again, I was saddened, but I wasn't, wasn't shocked because the history of policing and military in this country has been a history of enforcing racist and supremacist ideology. We, we are in a dark place. And then I started hearing about friends and friends of friends who were dying of COVID and then got news that one of our young ladies who was a teenager when I came to the church Two children, she was found dead in her apartment by her son. And, 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 and oh my God, I, I can't tell you how, how much my heart ached. And I just felt the darkness come over me. As if to say, God, what is going on? God, what are you doing? And I believe we have an answer in the word of God. In in. In Job chapter 23, verse 17, the New Living Translation says, Darkness is all around me. Thick, impenetrable darkness is everywhere. That word for darkness is used literally to speak 
about the absence of light, but it's also used figuratively to, to talk about despair, to talk about extreme sorrow and, and misery and, 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 and destruction. And, and Job is talking about a darkness uh, not that shields the eyes, but a darkness of the spirit, a darkness of the soul, a darkness that overshadows you even in the noonday sun. And my brothers and sisters, it's easy to feel like you're in darkness when evil is all around you, when you're, when you're seeing the effects of, of negligence and and neglect, when you see the effects of, of lies, when you see the, the effect of evil and, and, and malintentions, you, you, you can't help but feel that darkness. But I believe God has a word for us today. God has a word for us today as to how to trust God through dark times. Here's the first thing I want you to see, part two of our message Uh, You must choose to trust and obey God through your dark times. You must choose to trust and obey God through your dark times. It's a choice that you have to make. You have to make a decision to choose to trust and obey God. And my brothers and sisters, I've got to tell you, it, it, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it is so easy to have a pity party. It is so easy to wallow in sorrow. It is so easy to wallow in darkness. But, but, but the Word of God makes it clear that you and I have the power to choose, and we have to choose. If we're going to trust God in our dark times, we have to choose to trust and obey God. Verse 17, Job 23, one more time. Darkness is all around me. Thick, impenetrable darkness is everywhere. In the physical world, when lights go out, here's what's interesting. The room or space you are in does not change. If I turn the lights off in this sanctuary right now, nothing would change. But what would change is my perception. Yeah, the, the, the furniture wouldn't change positions, but, but I would experience a change in terms of my perception. And can I tell you what darkness will do? Uh, darkness can do one of three things. First, darkness can trigger fear and panic. Uh, how many of you were afraid of the dark when you were growing up? Shoot, some of you are still afraid of the dark and you're grown. Right? It seems like the worst of things happen at nighttime, in darkness. Uh, Secondly, darkness can confuse you or disorient your senses. Uh, In darkness, you you, you have trouble with depth perception. So, for example, if, if, if somebody turned out the lights, if you were in a room and it became totally dark, uh, you would not walk as you would walk if the light was on. Right, you might reach out and feel, and, and things will probably be a little further away than you actually could, could sense because you can't see, so you can't judge how far away it is, so you probably wouldn't move as fast as you would move if the light was on. Thirdly, darkness lessens and distorts your ability to perceive reality. Have you ever seen things or heard things in the dark and, and, and you start thinking the worst and you start associating certain sounds with, with less than good things, right? Darkness can distort your ability to perceive reality. Well, here's the question. How can you and how can I, how can we successfully walk through our dark times? Here's what I want to share with you. Look at A. You need to realize the Lord knows what you are going through. You need to realize the Lord knows what you are going through. Job 23, verse 10, the A part, but he knows where I am going. In the midst of Job's uh, complaining from verses 1 through 9, in the midst of Job declaring that, that he 
cannot find God. He looks to the east and he can't find him. He looks to the west and he cannot find him. It's as if either God is hiding from him or he is unable to perceive God in the midst of his pain. Either way, he feels like he's going through it all by himself. But listen to what Job says in verse 10. But he knows where I am going. That contrastive conjunction. Job says, in the midst of everything, I know, he knows where I am going. He knows where I am going. Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, you have to learn how to trust God. That God knows where you're going even when you don't know where you're going. Have you ever gotten in a car or vehicle with an adult when you were a child and you wanted to know where you were going? And they said, just, just buckle your seatbelt, just sit back and just ride. Right? I remember my grandfather said, you don't have anything to do. Come on and ride with me. Where are we going? Just, we're just going to take a ride. I had to trust that he knew where we were going. And God says you've got to learn how to trust him. Because, see, God is not limited by time or geography. He sees yesterday, today, and tomorrow all at the same time. And he sees back then and up yonder and right now all at the same time. You've got to trust that God knows where you are going. And here's the good news, my brothers and sisters. There's a difference, listen carefully, between walking around in darkness and walking through darkness. See, I told you last week, you've got to realize that you are in darkness. And I submit to you that there are some of you who are walking around in darkness, but you're not walking your way through darkness. And it's when you trust and obey God that you position yourself to let God walk you through darkness. Come here, Psalmist. Psalm 23. Come on, David. Talk to us. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on. Somebody put through in the chat, if you will. I'm just going through. I'm not trying to pitch a tent in the valley. I don't want to buy a condo in the valley. I'm not trying to build a new house in the valley. I am going through the valley. David says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You need to realize the Lord knows what you are going through, but check out B. Don't miss this. You need to believe what you are going through will ultimately be for your good. If you're going to trust and obey God and you're going to make it through your dark times, you have to believe what you are going through will ultimately be for your good. It's right here in the text. Look at the B part of Job 23, verse 10. And when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. When he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. Now, this idea of testing is more than just an examination. It's really intended to prove, to remove that which is not positive so that that which is positive is produced at a greater value and arguably in a greater portion. Job says, I'm looking back now, I'm seeing all that I've been through. Lost my stuff, lost my children. My friends don't understand me. My wife is telling me, curse God and die. All of this stuff is going on around me, the negativity that's going on around me. But I am able to hold on because I know when he tests me, I will come forth as pure gold. My character will be revealed on the other side of what I go through. Somebody ought to shout right there, if you will. Put a hallelujah in the chat room, if you will. Put an amen right there. Thank God for the test, but here's what I need you to understand. When you thank God for the test, remember 
that the test is simply there to reveal and develop who you really are. Whether the test comes about because of Satan's schemes or maybe God uses your own stubbornness and your own stupidity, ultimately it is intended to serve a sovereign purpose to bring out of you the best that is in you. And here's what I need somebody to understand. Lord Jesus, I'm helping myself right now. Here's what I need you to understand. Remember, it may not feel good to you in order to be good for you. See, see, the problem for many of us is we live our lives looking to hold on what feels good to us even though it is not good for us. And Job says, no, you're going to go through some stuff that is not good to you, but it is good for you. It's that ministry of castor oil that, that doesn't taste good to you, but it is good for you. See, see, God knew exactly where Job was. God knew what Job was going through. Job was in his own darkness. Job was in his own furnace, just like for somebody you're watching right now. You're going through a period of darkness. You're going through a period of, of furnace-like uh, trials and tribulations. But here's what I need you to know. When God puts you in the furnace... God keeps his eye on the clock and keeps his hand on the thermostat. Somebody else may watch the thermometer, but God keeps his hands on the thermostat. And God will make sure you come forth as pure gold. Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Philippians 1, 6, come on, read it with me if you will. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ returns. Let me share with you this last thing, and then I'm going to let you go. See, you need to be faithful in obeying God no matter what. You need to be faithful in obeying God no matter what. Verse 11, for I have stayed on God's path. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but have treasured his words more than daily food. Job made a decision to continue to follow God's ways and to treasure God's word. Listen to me carefully. He wasn't being tested because he had strayed from God's word. And he wasn't going to allow the test to cause him to stray from God's word. See, sometimes when difficulties come into our lives, we start asking God the question, what did I do wrong? How did I fail you? What did I do? How did I walk away from where you told me to be? Job teaches us that, no, you can go through difficulties and tests even when you obey God. But here's what Job also teaches us. Don't allow the hard times to cause you to disobey. If disobedience didn't put you in the test, don't cause the test or don't allow the test to cause you to disobey God. Job says, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to obey God no matter what. Job basically says, listen, darkness does not have to result in disobedience to God. And the best way to trust and obey God, to see our way through the dark times, is to learn how to be faithful to God even in our dark times. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10 don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Isaiah 50, verse 10, the New Living Translation. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? 
If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. Oh, come on, somebody say amen right there. Trust in the Lord and rely on your God. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. Everybody say faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. My first year, first semester in seminary, then President Donald K. Campbell addressed the student body, first-year students, and he gave us a speech, much of which I don't remember, but there was one poignant point that has been indelibly etched into my mind and spirit. He said to us, he said, you have come here from all over the world to prepare for a lifetime of ministry. You have left family members and friends and the comfort of home. Some of you have moved across the country. Some have come from across the world to pursue this calling to prepare yourselves for a lifetime of ministry. He said, but some of you will face some of the greatest challenges you have ever faced in your life. You will experience sickness. You will experience hardship. You will experience death. You will experience things that will challenge you to question whether or not you are where God wants you to be. And then he spoke these words. He said, but I admonish you, never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. And I want to tell somebody today, in your dark times, please don't doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. Remember, you are never alone. You are never alone. God is with you, and God is guiding you and walking with you through your dark times. I'm reminded of that old hymn that says, I've seen the lightning flashing, and I've heard the thunder Roll. I've felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. Boy, if I had anybody in the house, I'd holler right now. But I heard the voice of Jesus telling me still to fight on. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised Never to leave me. No, never to leave me alone. Trust God, my brothers and sisters, in your dark times. Don't, don't look at what's going on around you. Look at the one who lives inside of you. Trust God to walk with you through this, knowing that when you come through this, you can come out of this better than you've ever been before. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. God, I pray now that you would bless our time as we reflect on your word, God, as we allow your word to wash itself over our heart, soul, and mind. God, may we be encouraged today. Whatever that darkness is, whatever we're feeling, whatever we're going through, for somebody it's personal, for somebody it's, it's family, for somebody it's, it's the job, for somebody it may be school, for somebody it may be family, it may be friends. But God, I just pray that we're encouraged today to trust and obey you like never before. Where our prayers fall short, make up the difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. For those of you who are watching today, uh, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere because I've got an important announcement. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. But for somebody who may need Jesus Christ in their life, I want to thank God every Sunday this year, every Sunday this year, we've had people say yes to the Lord. Every Sunday this year, we've had people who said, I want to become a part of this church family. And if you are watching now and you need Jesus Christ in your life, I want to make sure that you have a relationship with the Lord. If you would click on the button on our website, on our app that says, I want to become a Christian, but how? It will take you to a video and I'll literally walk you through how to ask Jesus Christ into your life. It's nothing you have to tarry about. It's just a prayer to ask the Lord Jesus into your life to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit will take up residence in you to start you on your walk with him. If you're looking for a church home and you believe this church is a church that can help you to grow and become the disciple, the Christ follower that God wants you to be. Please click the button that says, I want to join the church. Looking for a church pastor. And I need somebody to help me in my walk with God. We want to help, your, help facilitate your discipleship on the digital platform. And we're putting all the pieces in place so that you won't have any excuse. Even if you can't come to the campus, we can still be your spiritual fulfillment center. Now, for those of you who like to worship the Lord in giving, there are six ways that you can give online. And we want to make it as easy and convenient for you as possible to give to the Lord. And I want to thank our members for a tremendous year last year. Uh, God blessed in such a powerful way. Uh, we, we literally distributed uh, over half million pounds of food in 2020. Over a half million pounds of food in 2020. Uh, we addressed the food insecurity needs of thousands of people. Thousands of people. Uh, we tested hundreds of people for COVID-19. God blessed us to even uh, be used as a location to uh, distribute vaccines to seniors and those who are in a high-risk population. Man, God, God has just been doing some great things through our church and through our ministry. And it's all because of your faithfulness, because of your giving. And so I want to thank you for those of you who have given electronically. God bless you for those who wanted to come by and just drop it off. Praise God for you as well. We're grateful to God for you allowing the Lord to use you. Now, a couple of things, real important, real important. Don't miss this. First of all, members of the Good Hope Church, I want to let you know we have our church budget meeting coming up at 9 a.m. on January the 23rd and our church business meeting on January the 30th at 9 a.m. So the 23rd, 9 a.m., the 30th, 9 a.m. Our budget meeting, all we discuss there is the budget, what we have done, and what we plan on doing. And then on the 30th, our church business meeting, we don't discuss the budget because we did that at the budget meeting. And we simply ratify our budget, and we have a couple of other things that we will be voting on. Now, our meeting is going to be virtual. So I know what you're thinking. Well, how do I participate? Go to our website. Go to our app and you can click on the button and you can pre-register and get the code for the church business meeting. That's 9 a.m. on January the 23rd and 9 a.m. on January the 30th. Church budget meeting, church business meeting. Listen, got to tell you this, got a special surprise for you. Man, this, this brother is, is such a blessing to the body of Christ. He is friends of our staff members and friend of mine and I'm so grateful next week next Sunday you don't want to miss it pastor John P key is going to be our special musical guest man I'm excited I'm I'm, ex I'm telling you I am excited to have pastor key with us 
God has used him in such a powerful way down through the years. Uh, now, man, close to 50 years in gospel music. Uh, and, and God it has anointed him. Um, one, one of his songs is, is, I mean, just such a word of encouragement. Uh, I, I made it out. Yeah, I made it out. Oh, man, I love that song. Uh, but he's going to do so much more. He's got some medleys. He, he's just going to bless us. So I'm looking forward to that worship virtually on next Sunday. All right? We're going to trust the Lord. God's going to bless us in a powerful way as we continue in our series. Don't worry. Trust God. Don't worry. Trust God. All right? Last but not least, listen, God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. And we're going to continue to let God have his way so that when God gets through, we shall come forth as pure gold. All right? God bless you. God be with you. Love to the family.